What's going on? How you guys doing? Welcome. It's the Wire to Wire podcast, doing well on Wire to Wire Sports. I'm with my friend, Duan Komotri. This is Maurice Boykin. What's going on, man? How you guys doing? Once again, Demarca, my guy, Maurice. Gucci jogging suit. Yeah, they thought he was jogging. Boykin. And we back Gucci again. Gucci jogging suit. Thought he was jogging. Hey, if we got a Gucci jogging suit, we not jogging. How y'all doing? Yeah, man. We just glad to be back and reunited. And it feels so good. Trying to get uh, some content out to you guys. So, enough with the intros. Let's go ahead and talk about what we came here to talk about, which is the sports stuff, man. Uh, Let's start, start off with the NFL. Uh, training camp started for all the teams in the NFL, getting everything together. But not everybody's been able to show up just due to just whether it's injuries or just financial situations. And that's really cool. Most, yeah, that's, good. that's one of the main reasons people don't pull up to training camp. And it's usually the bigger stars that do those things. Like, who are some of the like major people that and just you've been looking your eye on? Because we're going to get to that part. Just for y'all folks that don't know what training camp really is. Yeah, that's a good that's point. That's the part of the season, of offseason, where the, where the, every NFL team is starting to have real practice and understand, trying to figure out who's going to make the team, who's not going to make the team, work in any new schemes, work in any new players. So it's very valuable time to be at training camp. Uh, just don't want you guys to – not know what it is. Right. No, definitely. It's like else. missing orientation before a new job. These are things that you really want to be there for. So we don't have the running backs, Melvin Gordon for the Chargers, Ezekiel Elliott for the uh Dallas Cowboys. Both want new contracts. Zeke's on a rookie deal. He's well outperformed. And Melvin Gordon has what an expiring deal, and he wants something new. Is that oh, right, resident um, Chargers fan? Yeah, this yeah, this is the last year of his rookie deal. Same thing with Zeke. Oh, okay, okay. Well, Zeke actually has two years left. Melvin has one year left. Okay, that yeah. makes sense. But yeah. Zeke is just you know Zeke is a bit better than Melvin Gordon, so he can ask for it a year earlier than Melvin. Right. Um, and then on the other side, we have Michael Thomas, top five wide receiver for the Saints. He's holding out, ready for his for his new deal, which he will get. As a Saints fan, I'm saying that. And, right. Um, on the bit less glamorous side, Trent Washington is holding out. I'm sorry, Trent Williams is holding out in Washington. He's an extremely good left tackle, seven-time Pro Bowl. Yeah, really the best. Out for payment and medical reasons, not just one. And then lastly, we got Jadavion Clowney out in Houston. He's an outstanding pass rusher, linebacker, BN, call him what you want hybrid, but he's number one overall pick, and he's holding out for a better contract as well. He doesn't want to get franchise tag and have to go to training camp and get hurt. So, I get that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they hit him with that franchise tag, and for those that don't know what that is, it's essentially the NFL teams have a clause, and each year they can apply this tag to the player that they deem fit for it. You don't have to use it, but a lot of teams do. It basically you pay a player for a one-year deal instead of redoing their contract after their contract is expired. You give them a one-year deal, and the money that they get is based on top five in their position. So a lot of players uh, feel like they deserve more, like a longer deal than the franchise tag, which obviously they do if they put up the numbers 
worthy of a franchise tag. So yeah, it, it's just another year of you possibly getting hurt and not getting your long deal. So exactly. it's a major roadblock for them for players. True, because what the franchise tag does essentially is you don't you get the money that they that you think you deserve top five money, but you don't get the long term that you want. And also, you add a year of football contact to your body. So even though they say, well, we paid you for a year, top five money, they conceptually, you had to play another year without a deal. And you had to add another 300 carries to your body, which is why Le'Veon Bell didn't want to do it. He didn't exactly. want he, he, to. He'd rather not play and save his body than play for top five money. And so that's where we are now. Every single person we named couldn't get franchise tagged because they're good enough for a team to pay them a one-year top five contract. But they, they want something deeper. They want more. And why wouldn't they? So some, something interesting to me is Melvin Gordon's case, where Dumas is a fan of the Chargers, so he should probably take lead on this. What are you, what are you hearing out there in, in Chargers training camp about Melvin Gordon? Um, it's really interesting dynamic. Obviously, the team loves Melvin, and they mess with that man. And he's he's put up the numbers, definitely deserving of a new deal. It's just now in the NFL, like the way they're playing the game, like the running back position, mm-hmm. is just for the longevity standpoint. That's why the team teams are more weary of giving running backs those big contracts. I mean, he definitely deserves to get paid. What I've been hearing out there is that I mean. They're about a million. They're about two to three million dollars shy of each other about where they want to get at. So, and that's more than you think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Especially over a, mm-hmm. a period of years, it's gonna be that could be an extra, you know, six, seven, eight million dollars mm-hmm. going out. And so, in the NFL, you know, two or three million for one person means that's two or three million less for another person. That's what that means in the NFL. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, it's just with that too. It just sounds like they're probably not going to get this done anytime soon. What are the so, trade? What are the uh, trade rumors that I've been hearing is that we may do something with uh, we trade Melvin Gordon to that team in Washington for Trent Williams, and then that would be a win-win. Yeah, now, that's something I haven't heard. But Washington desperately needs not. I would say desperately needs a running back because no one desperately does, but they could benefit from Melvin Gordon. And they don't have trust with Trent Williams. Trent Williams doesn't want to play in Washington anymore, right? Because of medical misdiagnosis, in his opinion, mm-hmm. and also his contract situation. And the Chargers always need offensive linemen. That's just not something that they would ever go without needing. Especially Precisely, the, especially the, in the left tackle position, yes, one of the sir. better ones, one of the best. Yeah, the best. Bowler. Yeah. So. That kind of ties that in there. Trent Williams holding out as well. But his issue comes from at some point during the season, he had early stages of cancer test for something in his head, which you know is very serious. Cancer is serious, number one, in your head even double. Um, He doesn't like the way Washington handled that whole uh, really – the whole medical process. He doesn't trust the medical staff or the team president. As a result, he went and saw his own doctors and they, and they basically told him there is something there, you know, and Washington basically told him he's fine to play. 
but he's like, whoa, if I got some sort of cancer, why am, why am I trying to play? You know, so right. that is is what another sport led Kawhi to leave the Spurs, and it is what's pushing a wedge between Washington and Trent because he also wants more money. But then sure. you throw this on top, and it almost seems like they're not going to be able to come to an understanding anytime soon, let alone during training camp. So that one may well bleed into the preseason. It may end up resulting in a trade of some sort because yeah, it's gonna have to sides coming together when there is so much tension. Especially the way Washington is ran as an organization, they typically don't make the best decisions come from the top. So it seems like Trim might be on his way out of Washington. And hopefully Melvin Gordon finds a way to stay in the Chargers. I yeah, I want him to be a Charger. I want to hopefully we can get something done. But yeah, he's I, best there. He he does fit that organization well. They drafted him, and and he's been a top 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 six top five running back in his time. So um, definitely hope they reach some, some sort of agreement. But nobody's gonna go to training camp without a deal. Just don't don't do it. Yeah, exactly. And then on my side. Mike Thomas, he should – he's not something that is as big of a deal as these running backs because wide receivers get paid. Right, yeah, they get cashed, precisely. Yeah, and Mike Thomas is in his rookie year, and just like Zeke and Melvin Gordon, he's already top five in his position. If it happens, you could have waited three, four years, and he'd been this good, and you'd be happy paying. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. eight, eight years in or six, and he's – Still top five, yeah, let's give him the money. But since he's so young, it's like, dang, bro, are you ready to pay him now? And then you got to pay Kamara. Then you got to pay Lattimore. Then you got to pay Ramchek. So for the Saints, it's uh, it's not about Mike Thomas not deserving the contract. It's about how many people we're going to have to pay in the near future. Because yeah. we hit on that draft altogether. Whatever draft Mike Thomas was in, we got AK, uh, Ava Kamara, we got Marshawn Lattimore, we got Ryan Ramchek all within the same couple years. So they all have to get paid, and they're all tops at their position. And so for us, we're like, hey, we're making you an offer to be the highest paid wide receiver, but you want $20 million. You know, that don't – Yeah, he's like, I'll, I need to be paid like part. one of the better players. Right. Mike Thomas wants to be $20 million player a year. He doesn't care about the wide receiver position. He wants to get $20 million or more a year. And we're saying, no, we'll give you 18 and 19 and make you the highest pay wide receiver. How about that? We'll pay more than Odell. How about that? Right. And he's exactly. like, nah, that ain't 20 million. But Mike Thomas is different. He's a savage about his paper. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, no, he's an absolute savage. Brown, On the field, I think too. He'll get what he wants. Yes, sir. I think he'll get what he wants. I don't think he, we're going to budge before he does. So he'll be in camp soon. But I don't know if he'll be in camp without a deal. I doubt it, to be honest. Yeah, I doubt it too, especially with that wide receiver position. It's just like you shows it's just a lot more longevity with that. So I think they'll be like, okay, he's one, he's one of the best wide receivers in the league. Let's go ahead and do this now. Yes, sir. Before it gets absurd. Ezekiel Elliott and Dallas, they have a holdout going on. Dallas is going to have to pay Dak first, maybe, I think, because Dak also needs a deal. And that's also sort of the uh, complication of it. And that whole situation is just really tough because it's just like, if they can't, if you go ahead and pay Dak, he's like, you got to pay this man Zeke too, because you really got to pay both of them. You got to pay both. Because if you look at who is just more important to the franchise, you would say that man Ezekiel Elliott, because 
he don't go like he's, he's not going the year. You say right. that, right? So that's that's the confusion. Is one's a quarterback, so you got to pay him off default position. Off one's more valuable to the team, so but he's a running back, and that's the really effed up spot the running backs are in right now. Is you can be carrying your team to success. You're the reason the Cowboys are good, right? But they don't want to pay you because you're running back. That's weird. That's yeah. weird, man. They got to fix that in the next CBA. They got to fix that. They can't just devalue an entire position for somebody that's in their 20s. Now, I can see if it's 30. I can see if it was 28, 27. Yeah, 30, you still be like, okay, cool. Right. But this man, Zeke, is as young as you can be, and he will never have more leverage than right now. You only get older. You only get more carries. You only get more touches. Yeah, especially with him because they definitely aren't afraid to freedom the ball. Run him to the ground. He needs to get paid now. Because you never know what comes out of line in your position. They might screw you over. They may screw you over your two years from now. Get your money now while Dallas is in win-now mode. Because Dallas is in a spot where they think they can win a division. And so, you know, he has as much leverage now as he ever will. He's going to have to hold out to get his deal. But he'll get it because Jerry Jones is no idiot. Yeah, I was going to say, Jerry Jones is going to – yeah. He is definitely one older that's not scared to cut the check. So, the check's yep. going to be cut at some point. And, so. and then, you know, I didn't think about it. They got to pay Mark Cooper, too. So, that's the three-headed thing they got to pay. Yeah, they got to pay for that triple threat. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. they they brought him in to be uh, Emmett, Aiken, and Irving. So, yeah, go ahead. I pay mean, him. Pay, like, him. pay the man. Pay yeah, the man. pay the man. And then, lastly... Uh, we, we covered Trent, we covered Zeke, we covered Mike, we covered Melvin. Oh, Jadavion. Jadavion's got to get paid, doesn't want a franchise tag. He has said that he will he will not come to training camp without a deal. He will not play preseason without a deal. Right. He's not, I'm so, not doing none of it. Typically, that's happened before, and it hasn't been the best in terms of Early season results, it takes the people a bit a bit while to get into football shape. Right. Le'Veon on her looks good after his whole out last year, but you got to see it on the football field. Yeah, football would is you different. Would go ahead and pay Jadavion a monster contract, or would you try to try to see about you know getting a team friendly deal, even if it costs you all this time? I mean, it, it, this is a very interesting decision because. Houston, I mean, at some point they got to pay Deshaun Watson. Mm. Um, they got to play all these other people, but not really though. I feel, I feel like with him specifically, it, they've shown in the past that they've been willing to pay defensive ends. You can go back and look, even to Mario Williams, like when it was time for him to oh, get wow. his check. Yes, he's gonna get. Yeah, he, they, they're able to cut the check because they value that position. That's the reason why they took him so high. Um, and their defense, they can't afford to get worse on defense. And this – because that's one of their calling cards is how good Houston is on defense. Even when their offense is scoring a lot of points, their defense keeps them in it. So, they've got to find a way to get Davion happy because him and Watt opposite ends are probably the top one duo in the league. In terms yeah, of if you want to win your ring, combos. go ahead. I mean, go ahead and pay Jadavion. He's 26. I mean, you give him a four-year deal. Go ahead oh, and number pay. one overall pick, you know, pay him. I mean, I mean day, you know like, he's a monster. Like, let's stop playing. You know he's good. It's just you know, NFL, they look more at your good. They, they look at your injury history. They Precisely. look at they look at a lot of 
of off the field things. They they pretty much try to hold every dollar from you, which you can't blame an organization that has a salary cap. Right. I only spend this much and I gotta pay fifty three people. How much can I afford to pay you? Yeah, you know, it just it just you know, it just also depends on what he's trying to do as well, too, because, I mean, I feel like teams should start looking more into doing more front-loaded contracts and more, like, like shorter deals. a better rookie deal, to be honest. Yeah, but I, I, I was like, got a nice one. Yeah, but, I mean, it's – I mean, when you're number two overall, yeah, I mean, you'll get a decent pick – I mean, decent um, – Check. It's just when you start getting like lower too, and that's another thing with the rookie wave scale because you used to be able to get a super check when you come in in the first round, but then they leveled it off and for more. Right. Yeah. Now it's more like you know, top five get this, top ten get that, top you know, top first round get this, which makes sense. But you know, you end up with Mike Thomas, who's second round pick, vastly outperformed it. Now he wants to make a huge jump, as opposed to if he was maybe making a little bit more money in his rookie year. He would have to. He would. He he could be in camp because he feels he he feel more secure because he's making more money. Right. So that's something that the CBA will have to iron out. There's no perfect way to do this. It is yeah. Like this type of thing. And it's just so ironic because literally the vets who voted with this new CBA were just like, "Oh, okay, less money for the rookies. That means more money for the vets," which in turn it double backfired on them because now it's like, wait. Now the rookies are cheaper. If I can get rookies who could do your job, but way cheaper, Ooh. I'll just hire them. So it's just it just backfired yeah. on them, and that's just gonna be something that they need to iron out on the next CBA. So poetic justice, <laughs> the, the, that right there is poetic justice. The way you the way you described that, that was poetic justice, man. It's tough. It's just like it, this. Is why this next CBA, they have to take real seriously and really look into it and really explain to the players like what you're voting on and how it's gonna affect them. So it, it, on our next show, we will dive into the CBA more seriously. It couldn't make this show, but on next show we'll dive into it. Yeah, for sure. Around especially camp, when it starts though, getting, um, especially when it gets started, get like, uh, there's not really any storylines. The time to talk, you can, you can take deep dives into those different things. But around camp, mostly splash news. Odell's looking great with the Browns. They yeah, he got talent all over the field. How do you feel about the Browns in 2019? Um, honestly, like the closer and closer I get to it, I feel more positive about it. Like when I was thinking about it, like when it first first because I was like, eh. I mean, it can't. I was like, it'll be better, but I don't know. But I think they could actually be some serious contenders as long as everything. Because the Freddie Kitchens looks like he's a good coach. Miles Garrett looks like, like an absolute monster. Like Miles Garrett's different. Okay, yeah, he's huge, dude. Like well, I was watching there. Um, oh, you about to say? I was gonna say Miles Garrett is big and physical, but he's smart and intrinsic in terms of his interest. He's different. Yeah. He's a he he's 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 one of those people that you will look up ten years from now and he's gonna be one of the GOATs. That's all I gotta say to Miles Garrett. Yeah, no Miles Garrett, yeah, he's he's gonna be absolutely monster. The defense should be real nice. The offense, I feel like with Baker, I mean Odell and Ooh, Juice is gonna Kareem be Hunt. Yeah, it's gonna be disgusting. Chubb. Yeah. Duke Johnson still, David and Joku. Yeah, the questions are O line. That team is loaded. You give any other city that team, and they are penciled in for the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. But you give the Browns that team, and people are just skeptical. They're like, "Oh shit, they could be good, but we don't know." Because we don't right. know just yet, right? <laughs> you give anybody else that team, and then we're not even asking y'all if they're making the playoffs. We asking y'all how far can they go? Precisely. So that's the thing that the Browns have put themselves in is hey. 
we got a great team, but nobody believes in us still. We have to do it ourselves. And and that's where John Dorsey, the GM of the Browns, comes in. He's made them a real team in terms of getting talent around them, which is about time. I don't want to give them too much credit. It's about time that they got good players after all these years of drafting right. and they got some 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 return on capital. So they're a real ball club. The Browns look good. Yeah, they actually look like they can actually do something, which is very been been a long time since we've been able to say that. So, right, and and then on the other side of things, you know, we talk about Kareem Hunt with the Browns looking. He won't be back for another eight games, but Tyree Kill is inside of Chiefs camp, and Pat Mahomes and Tyree Kill, the Cheetah, already already connecting. They drafted Miko Hardman. Now he can be a complement instead of a replacement. How is it going on? Should Kansas City be the favorites? Uh, um, it's going to be interesting with them. The crowd was cheering so crazy every time Tyree Hill touched the ball. So they're excited in Kansas City for it. Um, their defense, that's going to be the only thing I really have a yes, question sir. about. I mean, Mahomes should be the same. Yeah, they brought in Tyron Matthew. Lost Eric Berry. But that's just going to be an upgrade. Um, went ahead and got rid of um, D4. Got Frank Clark, who is an absolute upgrade. Monster. And yeah. savage. I love Frank Clark. Yeah, Frank yeah. Clark is an absolute savage. So it's going to be interesting. Um, I mean, they definitely going to be one of the favorites. I mean, it's going to be a tough. That AFC West is going to be pretty tough, uh, yeah. depend, depending on how the Raiders look. I think the Broncos are going to be pretty decent just because I think Big Angel is a real good coach. But Me too. And I think uh, just on that real quick, the whole no music and practice thing, hey, if that's the culture of your team, like the Broncos are not going to be a flashy team. I think he set a tone pretty early, like, hey, we about bid this over here. Right, Broncos, exactly. Broncos are better than you think, and so would Joe Flacco. They might be average at best, but just real quick, you know, Broncos tip. Y'all right. are better than people think. Vic Angel can coach, like you said. Um, AFC West a tough division. So you, you're saying Chiefs are not the favorite? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I got – yeah, I, I was like, call me a homer, but – <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I, I was like, but no, I think I think I think this year the Giants is gonna win the division. I feel like that's one of the goals that they have, and I think they're gonna go do everything they can. To, I mean, also it's gonna depend if we got Melvin or not, but it's gonna yeah. be interesting. And, and that's and that's a big thing for me is where the Chargers are as a franchise. They're in win now mode, super hard. Right? Yeah. Rivers needs to get paid too, and he's. In his late thirties, early maybe mid thirties, how old is Philip Rivers, bro? Right, like thirty eight. Yeah, he's right. He's right there. So, and they're Super Bowl contenders. So that means Melvin Gordon is a piece of the puzzle that that can really tip the scale from Super Bowl to non Super Bowl. So it's something to keep in mind for the Chargers. Um, it's a lot going on in the league. I just want to bounce really quickly to Arizona because they released Robert Incondici and. Their, their GM's on the hot seat. That's another first-round pick that hasn't worked out. If you look at their history, they suck at drafting first-round picks since he's been there. Um, Josh Rosen was just a first-round pick who didn't work out. Barton and Kyler Murray with with my boy Cliff Kingsbury. Are you? Sur- I know you got to be surprised that Robert Kambuchi was let go like that, but what do you think? Um, when you look at his, like, path to the NFL and, like, mm-hmm. his path to, like, to Ole Miss and everything like that, this was whole trajectory. I mean, it, it makes sense where he's at, where he, like, it makes sense because, I mean. And we're from Georgia. We know about Robert <laughs> Kondichi. He went to Grayson High School, which is probably 20, 30 minutes from wherever we are right now. So 
So we know about him. And right. One of our uh, one of our good friends was on the same team as him. Yes, sir. His name is Robert as well. So it goes in full circle. Right. Full. So, yeah. Full circle. He's number one overall player out of high school. He went. He was to go to Clemson. Decommitted. Ended up going with his brother to Ole Miss. Never. He was awesome in college, but he never dominated a game or anything like that. Right. I can like, tell you that much as an LSU fan. He was awesome in college in terms of his talent, what he could do, but he never took over a game. His brother took over more games than he did. So Right. And I mean, I'm not even though I like I know nobody for real, but I mean it just seems like from yeah. an outside perspective, it just seems like, you know what I'm saying? It's just what a situation like you're a five star number one player in the whole nation. Like pretty much like everybody's riding your dick. Like you're not he getting no number one overall pick. He he supposed to be that good. He was he was penciled in like he was he was Jadavion's kind of like hype, you know, like the same hype that Davion had, Robert had that type of talent. I won't say he had that type of hype, but he had that type of talent to where he could be the number one player out of high school. He could be the number one pick in the definitely college. Could. And he was definitely that Jadavion Clowney. Yeah, right, like exactly. trajectory. But, but I mean, that just shows you, you just have to work. You Like once you get to work the league, that. you can't, yeah, you can't mm-hmm. rest on your laurels. Like you got to still put and in the work, no matter how talented you are. That's only remind him why he was let go in the first place. Why was he? Why was he fired? Basically, uh, just was not prepared for his job. He was out of shape. Mm. So it had nothing to do with talent. Had nothing to do with salary. All to do with man. This guy want to play here. Does he want to be great? Because we drafted him in the first round. And he's out of shape in camp. And last year, I'm sure it was some some similar. And the year before, I'm sure it was something similar. Eventually, you got to get chances. So this is the first time coming right. out of shape. They will they would have overlooked it because he was he's very talented. They overlooked that type of stuff. Right. That's how you know they had to be tired of him. Yeah, as a first round pick, you get a you get a long lease. And yes, sir. Once you wear that lease out, you just gonna go because I mean, if, imagine if he was like the undrafted free agent. That first time you come mm-hmm. out of shape, you're you're cut. Like that's over with. That's easy. But the mm. fact that he's a first rounder, it's like, okay, gotta work with him, gotta work with the GMs. Like, okay, I drafted him. I gotta make sure he looks as good as possible. Or I'm a like and, an idiot. That, and that same GM, like you said, he drafted him, gotta make sure he look good as possible. He, he, he's under fire because he hasn't done a hot job in Arizona. So this is their make or break year. They gotta show something with that offense. Uh, you got anything else in training camp you wanna bring to our attention? Anything that stands out? Uh, nah, uh, we can really go ahead and move on. Uh, because okay. we got all we got we got a good while to talk about training camp, so this is just some of the top things. We and this to... is the beginning, you know, training camp is a good six weeks now, four, you know, four to six weeks. This is the holdout stage of training camp, yeah. We got preseason games, we got games, we're gonna get more football league, so we'll go on to the joint practice best association, the NBA. Man, that league is something else, bro. Where amazing happens. <laughs> Where amazing happens. Players <laughs> have more power in that league than any other league. And that's hard for me to say because I know how much power in baseball players have. They're right. structured for the players. Fully guaranteed 13-year contracts. But yeah. the NBA, if you want to pick up after your first year contract and then just bounce, you can do it. I.E. Paul George picked up and left Oklahoma City. Got on the phone with Kawhi, said, make it happen, and they made it happen. Right. It was just, yeah. Get on the phone, Kawhi, like, hey, bro, let's pull up to L.A. It's like, uh, bet. I'd rather be on the beach than 
next to a cow. So it's easy. And um, that leaves Russell Westbrook by himself, where he could have averaged triple double again, but he decided, hey, it's, it's, it's our our era's over too. And then he goes to Houston and forms the most dynamic ball dominant duo you will ever see. Russell Westbrook and James Harden. And then KD says, okay, I'm done with the super team. I'm going to go one boy Kyrie like I always was going to my best friend. And we can hoop on the East Coast in Brooklyn and say, screw the Knicks and let's just hoop out here in Barclays Center. That's going to be great when he comes back. Yeah, Al Horford, Boston. Yeah, I'll play with my yeah. money. I'm out of here. And then Philly just <laughs> drops the bag on them. Yes, sir. And so now Philly, they lose Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler goes to Miami so, so he can be the alpha. So he could be the man. Southeast Jimmy. That. Everybody wants everybody wants parody in the NBA, but they but they but they give Jimmy a hard time for wanting to go play by himself. It's like, what do you what do you want? You want people to join up and form supers, or you want people to go use use their own power to try to win on their own? So right. I respect Jimmy for that, and he should know himself. He should know I want to be the alpha more than anything. That's how I want to play basketball. So how can I make that happen? Oh, I can play in Miami with Pat Riley, or I can do that, and and have my own team, right? In the East. Oh yeah, I, I'll, I'll go. See y'all later. I'll go do that. Bye. Yeah, I definitely do that. And it's, it's it's just a it's just the amount of movement that's just been going around. There's so many more moves. And it's player generated. That's the key because movement happens. It's all good when the owner does it. It's all good when the GM do it. But when a player decides, I don't want to go, I mean, I don't want to stay, it's a problem. And yeah, it's an issue. To, to me, Steve Kerr made comments, which, which really were impactful. He, he mentioned Anthony Davis' situation in particular. Can you remind us kind of synopsis of what those comments were? Yeah, basically he was just saying the whole Anthony Davis situation, which is bad for the league, and he's hoping that that doesn't become a trend. And specifically with that is that Anthony Davis, somebody who had two years on their deal, saying that, hey, I don't want to be here anymore. Go ahead and move me. And he just Steve Kerr was just saying that that, that just is something that was bad for the league and it just wasn't a good look. And I hope that isn't a trend, even though – the man Kevin Durant definitely pulled up to his squad, so I don't even get what he's saying. But you know, but it's it's, it's just it's just you, you're gonna say that when you, your championship window is OV. But it's all good. It was a great run. But I mean, yeah, yeah no. I mean, along with that, let's look at it contextually. Two years ago, Blake Griffin signed like a, a max with, or three years ago, he probably signed a max with the Clippers, mm. and they were gung ho Clipper for life. And they trade him next year to Detroit. The very next year, they trade him to Detroit. He had probably three or four years left on his deal. Nobody, nobody batted an eye. Nobody says it's bad for the league. They're trading a superstar right on right. the max contract because and, the owner wants to do it. So right. And, and Blake Griffin said he capped. Exactly. So a lot of times, if the owner does it, and I don't even want to say this, but I'm not going to say it. I'll say it for another time. But if the owner does it, the GM does it, if the coach wants you to go, you got to go, bro. You know, it ain't no about is it good for the league or not. I want you going. You got to go. I don't care what's on your deal. I don't care what you live. I don't care if you live in New York and you love living here and I got to go live in OKC and you don't want to live there. It don't matter. You got to go. 
yeah, it's over with. I don't really care what the situation is. And that's why it feels good to the player stuff. And it's, it's interesting because a lot of people are like, yeah, I like the player movement, but come on. It was like at some point, where are the players wrong? And it's like, I see, I kind of see what you're saying with that, but yeah, you're growing as you're growing, man. You can do whatever you want. Like, right. at the end of the day, like if that's what he want to do, this is what he want to do. Like, and this is in this profession, like, look at it like this. Like, just as just take away, take away, take away the millions, take away the names. Think about it like this you come out of college, you don't get to choose where you play. You 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 got to go somewhere. If you're that good, you got to re up with the same team, most likely, because that's where you can get the most money. So for your first seven, eight years of your career, you could be playing somewhere where you never wanted to play in the first place. And you had no choice but to play there. And in, in those same seven years, you can get traded at any time, most likely, and nobody's going to say anything to you. You can get traded mm-hmm. for a bag of chips. You can get traded for a superstar. But that's just what the organization wanted to do, right? Because Chris Paul got did dirty by, by, by Houston. Now he has to go live in NBA purgatory, but nobody's looking at him with any sympathy, right? So that's so that's one part of it. You know, overall, it's not like it's a whole lot of decisions that the players can make up until this point anyway. So when they get to the level of stardom where Paul George, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook are, Kawhi Leonard are, they've earned the right to say, okay, I'm not playing here anymore. I'm going somewhere else. Because for 10 years or for eight years, I was in New Orleans or I was in OKC or I was or I was or I was in um, Indiana. You know, it's 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 it's, I didn't get to pick that. Let me go Mm -hmm. somewhere else now with my friend and let's play ball together. As long as you don't ruin the league by making a super team style with it, I'm all for it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Doing whatever you want to do. Because you see, yeah, because. Precisely, like precisely what you said. Like you, you just got freedom of movement. You can do whatever you want with that. Like you want to just be the best opportunity for you. You whatever want to make you happy. That's what you should be able to do. Exactly. And at the end of the day, if the only ones that paid you, you'd be traded. So I will. I don't. I don't like them coming on players hard about it because I'm a New Orleans Pelicans fan, and I know we didn't do Anthony Davis the best way. So when he wanted to leave, I understood it. Now. Even if we, even if we gave him everything he wanted, and he still wanted to leave, we can't control that. He want to go, right? He, he wants. Go. He does not want to be here. And if Let's I'm go. an organization, I don't want a player that doesn't want to be here. Like, exactly. okay, get a haul for him. Somebody of his status, get you a bunch of picks like OKC, or get you a couple good young players like, like the Pelicans, and restart. Because at the end of the day, Denver Nuggets, the Toronto Raptors have shown you that you can make noise with a couple good players and a very good supporting cast. You don't have to have three, four superstars like the Golden State Warriors did for a while. Right. You don't need that. You need good players and you need a good system. So, uh, you know, NBA is a tough league to be consistently winning in. That's what we will see is the teams that that may have been consistently winning for a while, like OKC, may not be winning that much this year. You know, mm-hmm. things like that. But uh, it's a great league, you know. It is where amazing happens. Everybody's moving, um, moving in and out. So, you know, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. But it has led to now more dynamic duos than ever. That you think 
are well above the competition that are the real contenders, or do you think it's a real wide open landscape and anybody can get it? Oh yeah, no, I've I've been having this conversation with people. I definitely like and like in the since like on paper, there's some team. This team is wide open, but realistically, there's only a couple of teams that can actually win the championship for real, for real. And for you, give me one of those teams besides the Clippers and the Lakers. Um, that I could genuinely see. It's a small list after that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll start, I'll start off with the East. Uh, I would say Philadelphia probably be the only team that I could see actually winning the championship. Oh, out there. Milwaukee? Oh, Milwaukee, too. I'm, uh, uh, let me okay. not hold. I, I could say okay. Milwaukee, too. I'll say Milwaukee. Okay. I'll say Philly. And okay. a super Omega Dark Horse, I'll say Boston. Okay, cool. I, I was about to say... I, as I was about to say, for Boston, for Brad Stevens, not overall, but for Boston, for Brad Stevens, Kimba may be a better option because he doesn't have the drama that Kyrie does. Mm-hmm. Or, and in Boston, they want you to put your nose down and 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 work. They, you know, they want you to they want you to be dedicated to the city. And Kyrie is a world. He's he's a world superstar. He doesn't he doesn't he's not going to be bowed down to a small city in Massachusetts. Right. So, with that being said, you give Tatum more, more room to be the man. You bring in Enos Cantor. You still have Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart, and you bring in Kimba Kimba Walker, who can now prove himself on the bigger stage. And I think he's as good as he was in Charlotte. Yeah. I don't think he's out there just balling because he was in Charlotte. I think he's that good. And Charlotte's holding I, him back. I, I feel yeah. I I think so too because it's like he literally had nobody to like feed the ball to like. He's actually playing exactly. with some hoopers now. And he was winning still. He was still winning enough that he could he, – it wasn't like he was, you know, blowing past you, but he was still getting to the playoffs with that. So I'm thinking, okay, Boston could be a good second, third seed in the East. I think Philly had the best team again, uh, Philly or, uh, or, the, or, or the Bucks. But my real, my real contender is Russell Westbrook and James Harden. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, 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 most definitely. Because I like what they bring. I like basically what Russell Westbrook does more than CP3 for the Rockets. Case in point, the Rockets play iso ball. They're going to dribble, and you're going to look, and they're going to drive or true to three, and that's it, right? Right. Russell Westbrook, one of the best drive and kick players in the league. So James Harden, you can spot up more, right? Even though you don't want to. He's not moving about the ball anyway, you know. I'm gonna say, yeah, the plays where he's not moving the ball and he's behind the uh three point exactly. line, and he's just chilling. He could just be Chris like, Paul, all right, Dad, let me stay by the three point line and let him go to work. Like I could let Rusty go to work. Exactly. That's that. That's what Houston's about. Paul passes more. He he believes in ball movement. So right. for him, he'll pass that bit one time to James and not get it back. You feel me? Right. Russell Westbrook ain't gonna pass it until it's about time to get an assist. Yeah. Same for James Harden, and so. For other teams, that could be a problem, but for them, that works because you need somebody who's on the same mindset as you. You need somebody who's going to play kind of like you. And if you're Houston, because you run that iso ball system, you can't bring in a true point guard like Chris Paul and play him next to the number one usage player besides Russell Westbrook and James Harden 
because you're not going to get the ball enough. It is not going to work. Right. You're not an ISO player. It's not going to look good. So now all those times where they just needed somebody else to sort of get a bucket and it didn't happen, because Dennis Harden got tired now. You can see he got tired. Yeah, exactly. Russell Westbrook don't get tired, man. Yeah, he, he does not. That's one thing about him. He does not get tired whatsoever. He don't get tired. He going to go hard every game. And he going to push James Harden leadership-wise because yeah. he's more vocal and James friends. Harden more by example. But James Harden is a leader in his own right. I think yeah. it's going to really work out. Even yeah, I think it's going to work out, too. I think it's going to be really at good. At different stages, it's going to work. That system is going to be like, James, your turn, get a bucket or get an assist. Russ, your turn, get a bucket or get an assist. And that's going to be money for right. 120 possessions out of the whole game. And Russ is a board man, so it's just board it's man, board man. Board man gets paid. Yeah, he, he's a board man, so it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a bet. I think the Rockets are gonna be right. So yeah, West. I mean, besides Lakers, it's gonna be Lakers, Clippers, Rockets. I feel like that's. I'm not. I'm not a Jazz. I'm not. I think the Jazz are the most probably deepest team. People are starting to overrate the Jazz wise. now. Jazz are like a deep starting lineup in terms of how they play because Quinn Snyder's a good coach. They don't play so deep, but I don't see. I got to see a huge leap out Donovan Mitchell. Like he, I think he ever he he gonna have to average like 26, 28 points like he did in the second half last year in order for them to be real contenders. I, I definitely can see the Jazz being a high seed, but as far as winning the chip, when it gets to the playoffs and it gets woof, they they give me Denver Nuggets vibes. Like exactly the same team. thing. The Denver might get the number one seed again. That's what I'm saying. They give me Denver Nuggets vibes. Very good team. Very capable of beating you on any given night, but in the playoffs when they play against LeBron James and Kawhi, and Kawhi Leonard, how's it going to shape? That's what I. Yeah. That's what I see. Like it's not going to be pretty at that point. It's not. Yeah, it's going to be a scary sight because those are some real, some real superstars. Yeah, and and I'm seeing a um a real MVP year out of out of Anthony Davis or LeBron James. I think MVP going to be in LA this year for sure. Oh, yeah. Now, these boys don't forgot about AD, bro. He's going to remind them this why. year, man. And they forgot a lot of LeBron. These boys are about to wreak havoc. They finally yeah. got their squad together. It's been it – a, it was a real te- long-tested road to them being on the same team, but I think these boys are ready to go now. Do you care about the coach? No, not really. I don't really care. <laughs> I mean, it, it's for NBA, it's like Coaching matters. But he's there for defense. That's where he. That's what Frank Gold was there for. Yeah, as long as the boys defense. play average defense, they're gonna be great. They're gonna be great. Yeah, and then Jay Kidd will be there to eventually take his job if it's his to yep. But yep. Jay Kidd can yep. help on the offensive end as an assistant. But I think it'll be fine. He's gonna be huge for Alonzo, but now they don't have a point guard. That, that that's gonna be weird for him. They don't have a no point guard, but you know they got Brian. I was to say, yeah, Brian's gonna run that point. So that's I can't wait to see that all season. Him is there? That. Is there? Is there a team I'm forgetting, like like Portland, or are they no. are they forgotten for a reason? Yeah, no, it's it's over with. Um, unless yeah, that... Hassan Whiteside turns into Hassan Whiteside before he got the bag. Okay, now that's now that's a good because I think I think that the Portland Trailblazers every year get overlooked, and for me, it comes down to Damian Lillard. He can beat anybody in any playoff series, except for the Warriors. Yeah, that's it. That's and it. I, I don't think the, uh, you know what? Now you throw in like Clippers and Lakers. I don't think you can beat any one of them. But if you put the Portland against the Jazz or the Nuggets, I'm probably gonna take Portland again. So yeah, if um, if Nurkic and Hassan Whiteside could both be a one, one got to go again at that point. 
Say that again. If if if, Portland, if 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 you get nurtures back and you have Whiteside, they both can't coexist. Somebody got to go. Yeah, one of them. I don't know unless you make nurtures play the four or something like that, possibly because I mean they, they got rid of Al Farik. Oh yeah, and he got Mark. So we'll see. Portland might be in some trouble this year, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty deep <laughs> Right? Yeah, yeah. Who knows? But, uh, uh, Dallas, you don't even you don't even know Dallas who could come cool, in at the like, spot. And Porzingis, uh, if they, if, at, at, the, at their highest, if they both play like they're supposed to play, they could be pretty decent. Yeah, because you know apparently Luka Doncic is going to win some MVPs, according to my boy Colin Cowherd. So we'll see, man. That's what they talk about, but I'm like. I gotta see it. Oh, so boy, if you, I, I was about to say, I, I, I whoa, whoa. I mean, I, I get dark one, so, but yeah. Well, let's see him reach that level. Like, he has a play on TV more, and then and then we'll and then we'll know. Show me, yeah, because there's a lot of dudes. Because AD going for that, they say Jokic go with some MVPs. Um, position <laughs> not pretty. We'll see though. But you know what? You know what? You know what? You know what? Last year, Giannis won the MVP. Let me know. It ain't about the. The stats is about the team success and how much do you contribute to that. And Jokic is definitely MVP caliber. Then okay, yeah, he, he was he was uh, yeah. third this year, I think, or second or something like that. No, he was fourth. Yeah. Does that wrap up our NBA talk, or we got anything else? Uh, no, that's that's it. Um, preview. We we'll probably talk about a little bit more about that FIBA. Uh, the FIBA tournament Man, later in the summer. Do we have to? He said, do we have to? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because I say that because AD pulls out. I think Mitchell's still in. Damian Lillard pulls out. A lot of people are pulling out of this thing, leaving a lot to be desired in terms of star power. That's No, nah, that's real. I was no, 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 but I still, I feel, I still think that'd be really interesting to see because I feel like it makes it more interesting because it's like, okay, now we're playing with like our like second, third tier Hoopers against, like, everybody else best. Let's see well, where fun. we're at. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, that'd be fun. It's still going to be recognizable names and Hoopers. I wish like, Zion could play. I really do wish Zion could play. Yeah, I wish Zion could play. play. Yeah, because, I mean, it's, it's going to be some straight people playing. Like, I think Kimba said he was going to play. So, like, I mean, it's going to be, like, our, like, it's going to make it a lot more interesting because, you know, when it's all like our stars all play. Stars. Yeah, it's like, it's like, it's like I, I feel that. I feel that. I feel that. End of the day, because... We still have to represent, you know, that people World Cup, even though it's not the same as the Olympic gold medal, it's like the World Cup of soccer for basketball. So it, it's, it's a big deal. You want to win that. No, no, no yeah. it's a big deal. And I, and I, I, mean, I do understand your disappointment because you remember back yeah. in the day, like a couple feebles ago when it was KD, Westbrook, yes. Hardy, AD. Blake Griffin. AD. I remember those. No, That's what I'm talking about. Yay. Like it was going to be, oh, them teams were going Yeah, it nuts. was hard. Brandon Jennings when he was like God, it was Tyreek Evans. Like it was the boys were Boy. they were hooping. But we yeah, got- so in, in that case then though, you see, marketing is everything. You just changed my mind on a whole FIBA outlook. At first I was kind of down because the stars weren't playing. But now I'm back up to it because I'm like, okay, competition wise, let's see how good Kimba is. Let's see how good Donovan Mitchell is. Can it us to a championship? Right, we'll like see. I got to see what these boys can do, like and yeah. yeah so, I, and we could also talk about it when we uh we talk about like different um teams and like past teams and the team now, like oh everybody. So we're gonna talk about it, but we're gonna prove right. preview that for the next show. All right, so next show we're gonna line up y'all boys from CBA, some some FIBA World Cup, 
Um, anything else that you want to bring in before we just kind of um pop it before the end of the show? Um, real quick, uh, who's in their bag? Want to oh, new yes. segment? New segment alert! New segment alert! Um, basically, who who's in their bag? We still shopping the name. Uh, I like who's in their bag, y'all. So that's what it's about. So basically, we crunch the numbers. And we look at the we look at the money and we figure out who's in their bag and we tell y'all what's up. So this one comes out of Australia, actually by way of America. RJ Hampton, considered a top five draft pick next year, is foregoing going to Kentucky, Duke, or Kansas. He's gonna decide to play ball in Australia with LaMelo, not on the same team, but for the Australian um National Basketball League, and get paid for it. And come back in a year and get paid fastball again. So, how do you feel about that sort of leaving college and going overseas deal or playing pro? Yeah, I, no, uh, like we, like we were saying, like um, off the show, definitely RJ Hampton. He's in his bag right now, but obviously Lavar Ball was the first person who was in their bag for this whole conversation. He was definitely the, the first person. The JBA just like, hey, bro, it's another option besides going to a college institution where you got to follow all these rules and all these stuff. I mean, and where you're not getting paid, but I mean, you're not going to graduate and you're not even going to graduate, nor are you going to class, nor do you even care, but you just, nor are you getting exactly. You just basically, basically you're going there for their benefit for that, for that year. Like you can play ball and get better, but that's what you can do overseas too. You know, basically. Yeah, precisely. And I mean, I get it. Of course, it's always going to be prestigious to play for Duke and Kentuckys yes, and the Floridas and the LSUs of the world. But um, nah, is, is Zion the number one overall pick if he plays in Australia versus at Duke? Mm, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, consistent would probably tell you, like, yeah, he would, but you never know with those <laughs> type of situations. But Hampton, uh, where he's coming into it, he's like, okay, not – and it also – Combining that with him signing with Ling Ying for that million dollar oh, yes. contract, so he's which he could not he have done if he attended a situation out of high school. Precisely with I'm talking about Ling Ying. I mean, if you're not where it's a Chinese shoe company and they signed had D Wade and some other NBA players, but D Wade's like the biggest person that they've had. But now they're definitely throwing a check. So, and at so, the end of the day, people got to realize that. They are national brands and there are global brands. Just right. because you never heard of Li Nang doesn't mean that in China you wear some Li Nang is like wearing Nikes. You know, it's, it could be a, it, it could have a similar effect and it can give you a stream of income that doesn't depend on your American success. It can be more based off of who you are on a global scale. Worst Precisely. Scenario, you flame out the NBA, your shoe deal going to Nike. Worst case scenario, you play about the NBA, you go to China and play, you're still a star. You're still better yeah. than all that. You still got your shoe deal. So that's where it comes down to. Um, and it's really cool to me to see players take an alternate route and not be bogged down to conformity because, to me, everybody has their own route. You figure out what's best for you and your family. If that's going to school for a year because it's easier that way, then do it, babe. Right. No, no worries. But if you like LaMelo Ball or RJ Hampton or or Darius Baisley, who decides that, hey, I need to begin paying for what I do. A college can't do me that. I'm I'm not going for academics. I'm going for hooping. I can do that for a year overseas. Then I say go for it because 
in real life, if you have a skill and you can monetize it at the age of 18, you do that. You don't go to school unless you need to figure out what you're going to do. You know what I mean? Precisely. In that, in that, in that respect, if you invented like a, a hairdryer and somebody's going to pay for it out of high school, but or you had to go to some training and invent a better hairstyle or, or invent a better hairdryer, you're probably going to go get your hairdryer pay for it at that moment because that's what that's just the most common logical thing to do in, in economics. So, you know, these players are really restricted with the current NBA CBA agreement. They can't leave after high school. They got to go to college. So, hey, if, if you're saying you got to wait a year or go to college, I'll wait a year and come back. Yeah, it, yeah. Uh, if I'm coming out the league, if I don't want to go, like me personally, would you would you want to go to school? I don't, if, like, if, if I was, if I was Arden Hampton good, I'm not going to school. Because, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I want to get paid. I'll be a millionaire. You know, I'll go be a millionaire and understand how I just have money for a year and then go to the NBA. I don't already came for money. I already got a precedent. You don't have to, you know what I mean? I can get my, I can develop my game versus grown men. I can get better and be a star over there. I would, I would go that route. But if I wasn't sure about my draft status, or if I wasn't RJ Hampton good, then yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to school for the free ride and go see how that go. So yeah, to me, depending on how good you are, if you could have came out after high school and got drafted, I would say go overseas and play pro and get paid. But if you were going to get drafted out of high school, if you're going to kind of sort of, you know, if you're going to go out of high school and, and not get drafted, have to go to the G League, then I'll go to college because I'll get a free ride and have like and have a scholarship for life. That's what I would do. Yeah, precisely. Uh, it just only it just makes sense, especially for your situation. Like if you're not projected to be first round pick at all, you you need to go to college. You need to go ahead and get your degree, my guy. But if you you definitely lottery bound, like it's over it, like it's a no brainer. Then yeah, yeah. If you're not feeling school, then because I mean school could still. Because I mean, it's still you playing for Duke just to give you a platform. You getting all your games yeah. on TV. It's the ultimate spotlight. But if that's not what you're feeling, then nah, don't do that though. So it just depends. Yeah, what's the best situation for you? But it's good I mean, that it's an alternative that that's viable. Right, and like you said, it's a good viable alternative in the workforce because people forget that these these are jobs. These are not just entertainment platforms. These are jobs. These are people's jobs. So as a labor force, as a workforce, it's great. That you found out another way to make it, you know what I mean. Right. Um, and this uh, is something that next next topic is something that me and Dumaka disagree on. So it's called Cap of the Day, and I found some big Cap and Philip Rivers that Dumaka just doesn't want to see. Too no so Cap, we no Cap, no Cap. About about Melvin Gordon's contact situation and him holding out. At first, now I'm not saying. I know exactly what questions were posed. But I was just about quotes. to say, <laughs> but 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 listen, I can deduce from the from the answers what was sort of said. It seemed like an LA Times reporter asked Philip Rivers what he felt about the running back group. Obviously, Melvin Gordon is missing out of that, and so Philip said it's a pretty good group. They're deep. They want Melvin back, but they're very 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 deep. They got a good group without him. Okay, he said they got a good group without him. That's the headline. That's the thing that makes me call it cap. Then yesterday, 
on Sirius XM Radio, he's asked about his own contract. And they end up asking him, well, do you want it now or would you wait a year? He said he'll wait a year. And then they asked him, would that leave more money for Melvin? And if so, would you be okay with it? He said, hey, if, if Melvin got more money because I waited a year, then by golly, let's do it. Because he's a big part of our team and we really want him here. So you may think, oh, that's pretty PC. He didn't really gloss out the lines there. But if you look a little bit deeper, man, he capped. Because Austin Eckler and whoever else is behind Austin Eckler on that running back depth chart is not as good as Melvin Gordon. He didn't say that, and, though. <laughs> right, right. He didn't say that. What I'm saying is he's not as good as Melvin Gordon. Eckler, who, Eckler, hey, Eckler a baller, though. He's a baller, but he's not even close to what Melvin Gordon is. Precisely. When asked but... about Melvin Gordon on a separate note, he let us know how good he was and how good he had to have him back. Right. When asked about his running back group currently, he said, Melvin Gordon's good, but we got but we got what we need right here. We got what we need right here. We, we, we can go to what we got. And so, right. for me, the cap of the day is that right there. You are not good to go with what you got. If you want to be the best Chargers possible, you have got to have Melvin Gordon there. And that is what Phillip Rivers did not say. He did not, he, he did not tell the truth and say that Melvin Gordon is needed for a Super Bowl run, which, in my opinion, he is. You can't make a Super Bowl run if you're a Chargers without Melvin Gordon. See, I feel, see, I feel like he ain't cat. I feel like I, I, will, I will agree with you that he's riding the fence, and yes. he, pick, he, 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 he in the middle, and he's not picking a side. But I disagree that he was cat. What he said was what he needed to say. Like as a quarter, because this is like as a quarterback. What else are you about to say? I mean, you're not about to say, yeah. I mean, our I running mean, backs are trash, and we need this man. Like you know, what I'm saying Eckler, Baller, Justin Jackson did his thing because of that. That's why I'm, I'm calling it out because you chose to go that route instead of instead of being truthful. You capped. What do you mean, truthful? You, you had to cap oh, a little said, bit. Oh, he said it was a deep. He said it was a deep position that we that we're deep in. Hey. We have running backs. I'm not saying he lied. I'm saying you capped. You feel a different way. Ace in the least. We're gonna have to agree to disagree on that one. But let us know, man. Inboxes at uh wire to wire at iCloud. It's gonna be in the description box. Sports. Inbox us. I'm yeah. saying hit us up on Twitter. The Rivers should have come out and said we need Melvin Gordon to make a Super Bowl run. No quarterback's doing that. That's the truth, though. No quarterback. That means doing every that quarterback's though. capping, that's fine. They there we go. <laughs> okay, I'll agree with that. Quarterbacks are capped. That's that. what I'm saying. They capping. And cap of the day is not. It's not saying, oh he's, oh, oh we expect him to say the other thing. It's oh he went with the PC answer. Let's call him out on it. Okay, he's capping. This is what's really going on. I mean, at the at the end of the day, Soldier Boy told y'all. Yeah, I'm gonna let y'all. If you and if you know, you know. Soldier Boy told him. You know what I'm saying? Kid the Drake goes on. You feel me? But <laughs> but 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 but. That concludes Capital Day. I think it was a cap. Dumaka doesn't. Dumaka, you got anything for these people before we sign off? Hey, real quick before we go, man. Hey, what's what's the hot? What's, what's trending on Twitter right now, man? I ain't been on Twitter in 2019. What's what's the hotness going on on Twitter real quick? Let's see. On Twitter, we got Jeremy Lin talking about NBA gave up on him, um, which is whatever. You'll get signed at some point, bro. Um, go back, go 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 back to Asia, bro. Go and to the Israel. Fortnite World Cup. Do you do you know how big esports is gonna be? Do you know that? 
Oh, no, that 2K stuff is going to be crazy, bro. That 2K, the dudes are getting drafted, actually, by their teams. It's going to be nuts. Twitch is the next big thing, man. If, invest in Twitch whenever that gets, if that's publicly traded <laughs> or not. But if, it, if it's yeah, not, sir. then when it does, invest in it. Um, but but that's really it, though. It's a pretty calm Sunday. Um, not too much um, on the plate. Hey, if y'all need anything, hit us on the email or add us. Yeah, add us, please. Uh, at Twitter, uh, on Twitter. Uh, give, give him your ad, Mo. At Bank Post Money. Yeah, at Hook Messiah 912. I don't be on there, but if y'all start following me, I might hop back on there, though. though so we'll see. All right, man. It's been a pleasure talking to y'all for this. Um... Hey, if we don't drop the show soon, we cap it a day. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.